have hair. Yes. <laughs> I feel like a fucking hippie right now. I should just braid it and start smoking dope in the parking lot. <laughs> it is actually the longest I've seen your hair in quite some time. It's going away tomorrow. Well, why? Sunday. Why shave it? You look like a decent human being right now. When you have a shaved head, you look like a testicle. Okay, so I like that look. <laughs> <laughs> What does your wife think of it? Does she prefer the hair or without it, it, 28 years, man. Is there really, like, anything good-looking about me anymore <laughs> that really attracts her? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think the physical attractiveness, like, my poor wife has endured oh, for God. me is... is <laughs> what's that that bb king song that thrill is gone <laughs> you could you could come in with a fucking full-blown mullet tattoos and a beard and she'd still be like it's just not doing it she's for like, me whatever yeah just, i don't sounds great i'm, I'm going to, i'm gonna meet the girls uh I'm, you do what I you ask her, do. i'm like what can i do can i cut my hair can i do this and she's like can you be 25 and yeah, I'm can, like, can, can you <laughs> can you be good looking again yeah <laughs> actually what do you mean again just can you be good looking? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Poor Jack. Poor Jack. Uh, everybody, welcome to The Only Way Is Up. This is the first episode of season two. Now, this is actually, this was a season one episode, a straggler, if you will, that I refused to edit because, well, actually, I'm sorry, I did edit it, but I didn't like, I didn't like, uh, I didn't like how it sounded. So, um, so we're going to do this one again. Um, this one is about decompression, uh, your mental health decompression, of course, and why it is important. So we're going to kick off season two with decompression, uh, which I think is a, is a good, good, helpful thing um, for everybody to know. Uh, something that, uh, when actually when this was written was around the holidays, is certainly something that everybody could um, uh, use some guidance with with around the holidays. Uh, but Jack, uh, you've got, uh, speaking of decompression, you've got police school coming up here soon. I do. I am in the police academy starting Monday morning. So that's 21 weeks of, of fun. How, did, how does it feel to be called uh, recruit? By somebody <laughs> half, half your age. God. Oh man, I there's this guy that I work with, and he just graduated the academy two months ago, and he's like his mid to late twenties. He spent his first I don't know how many years of work uh, in the IT field, right? And uh, he's like, oh, hola, recruit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was more offended by his attempt at Spanish or the fact that he called me recruit and. And then he's explaining to me, like, the police academy is a lot like the military. So when they take you out to do, like, an exercise session with push-ups and set-ups and all kinds of – it's called a beat session, right? Okay. You're going to get beat, you know. Let the beatings commence. Like, it's a military thing. Sure. He's, he, he explained that to me. <laughs> he's like, well, there will be times during the day where, you know, you're going to get beat. And he goes, oh, and by the way, that means you're doing push-ups. And the other people that are sitting in the office – that are listening to this conversation and are looking at me like, what? Yeah. I, and then he went up to like, uh, our second in command was talking to like one of the lieutenants. And they went, and he was showing me where the office was so I could go talk to him. And he knocked on their door and he's like, uh, good morning. And he's like, uh, this is uh, Recruit Horner. And they're both looking at him because I'm older than both of them. Sure. Well, one of them's older than me, but I'm the second in command. Like I'm older than him, and yeah. they just hired me. And they're like That's looking the, at him. Like, they're like, "Sonny, he's gonna <laughs> he's, he's gonna uh, compress you like a basketball and fucking <laughs> bounce you off the floor." But he's so harmless and such a nice guy that I can't. You can't get mad at it. So, so right? you don't you don't want to hurt him, right? It's it's like 
It's like finding the only person on the planet that hates Ned Landers. <laughs> Ned, 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 Ned Flanders. Flanders, uh, yeah, that's yeah, it, Ned yeah. Flanders. How do you hate Ned Flanders? Yeah, well, Homer has managed to. Are you saying that you're Homer Simpson? You sure look like him sometimes. I, well, here lately, but I'm going to lose weight. <laughs> uh, now you look good, man. Uh, the holiday didn't affect you at all. It did. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a dainty 250, right? <laughs> but I am down two and a half pounds, just like you Good are. Oh, yeah, I, jo- I joined the 200 club again uh, over the holidays. So I'm now I'm now back below it, thankfully. But that was okay. a that was a rude awakening. What uh, waist size are we talking here? I, my waist didn't get bigger. I think it was just my ass and stomach got fatter. Well, yeah, because you get like what's called Dunlap disease, Dun- <laughs> and that's <laughs> when your like- stomach Dunlaps over your waist belt. <laughs> <laughs> Started looking like the Michelin man, dude. I was wearing those tight merino wool shirts and uh, just had fucking flat tire number one, two, three, and four coming up my abdomen. It was uh, it was tough. What's <laughs> worse is when you bend over and your shirt pops up over your oh, yeah. your, your love handles. Yeah, it's not even a love handle anymore. It's like a full on step. It's just for yeah, your bumper. Just looks like a fucking bagel, like a plain one. It's like doesn't even have any of the good seasoning on it. It was uh, it was rough. Um, so decompression. Uh, Jack, again, Jack wrote this episode. Um, you want to go ahead and take take the reins on the first uh, first little segment here? Absolutely. So everyone needs to unplug every once in a while. And I know that we're all thinking about, you know, well, it was more prevalent during the holidays because we have all this stuff going on. Well, I would be, I would kind of contradict that and say now is kind of like the worst part of the year because the holidays are behind you. Right? So we didn't, we had all the holidays are hard, but you have something to look forward to. Now it's January. Nobody likes January, right? Because you're still in the, the meat of winter. It's, it's going to get colder, yeah. even. And summer is so far away. There's no real holidays coming up. Sorry, wife, uh, wives. Uh, Valentine's, which I'm looking forward to, is February 14th. Um, but other than that, like you don't really have anything to look for, and you're kind of yeah. like you're in the middle. So if the year was a day, work day, we're at like one p.m. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's after lunch, right? <laughs> they really do need to have some sort of major holiday. I don't know, like in beginning of February into January, just to sort of like help break you in from from uh, because you go from like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. You know, Hanukkah, New Year's, like, you know, all that clumped together at the end. And then you just like, then you've got like eight months of misery. Well, I, I mean, you have Valentine's, then you have, uh, uh, I mean, you do get like Memorial get Day. Wall. You got St. Yeah. Patrick's Day. That's not, unless you're like young and single partying in St. Patrick's yeah, Day. That's, like, we're old now. So it's like, yeah, eh. it's true. I mean, they, they just need something a little more, I don't know, a little more seasonal. You know, Europe has Carnival. You know, we don't have anything like that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a shame. Well, I mean, we have Mardi Gras. Yeah, but that, well, first off, that's only a day. And again, that's like for young kids to kind of go and rage. I mean, it is. Even for, honestly, I, w- I was struggling with this uh, identity wise. I, w- I find it hard to want to go to a club and party anymore. Like, I like doing it at my house. I like being with neighbors, friends. But like going to like a club and loud music and a lot of people. Yeah. Welcome to being a dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to throw it out there. It's Welcome nice. to the club. It's no good. No good anymore. You're getting older. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. So, all right. We, we, you know, it says, you know, we cannot keep running along or pretending everything is okay when we know that it, it's not so. Uh, we're going to get into this uh, a little bit of science today, uh, as well as talk about some different techniques for decompression. 
Uh, I exercise, uh, but more importantly, I get away while doing so mentally and I'm able to process uh, the world. So what I've found being married for 29 years is that men can literally, I don't want to say shut their brain off, but just kind of tune things out and just kind of like go someplace. Whereas if, if a man was on a treadmill, right, he's like, huh, I haven't eaten yet today, <laughs> you know, or what's for dinner, right? And it, it probably won't even be that thought provoking. Sure. But a female on a treadmill right next to you is going through the whole Rolodex. Oh, shit, yeah, shit going head, on in her day. Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I almost kind of feel sorry for females because they just haven't acquired that ability to just boop. They, they, they never lose focus. And uh, I got I got to tell you, like, I don't, I, I almost feel bad in the sense that it's like, I, like, am I, it's like, am I useless? Like, I, I look at my wife. She is a human computer. She's like a TI fucking 89, just like doing all the graphs. And like, uh, you know, by the way, that might have shown my age too. I don't know what number graphing calculator Texas Instruments up to now. But anyway, point is. Also, it was a calculator? Because I had no idea what you it was. Yeah, it's like back in, he had an abacus when he was in high school. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, her brain is just constantly in motion. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there like, well, I, I did wipe my butt today. <laughs> I think. I, I think. <laughs> well, and my wife like has to, like, she goes to bed with an iPad playing like games i want to talk to you about that by the way uh-oh well, no, about my wife or well, <laughs> like well going, yeah i guess going yeah. to bed with my wife <laughs> about she shouldn't do that and it's bad for decompression we're going to get into that later on but anyway go on i'm sorry for oh, interrupting so her brain has to be exhausted before her she can go to sleep sure and she has always suffered with um insomnia or, yeah insomnia yeah uh so for she'll do like two hours around like 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. And then she's up till like 2 or 3 a.m. And then she'll do like two hours and then be up for like a half hour and then and then do like an hour and a half. And then like she sporadic. Yeah. And sometimes she gets that. Sometimes she doesn't. Plus, it, it you know, now she's she's an accountant. So it's going into the tax season and stuff like that. So it's nothing for her to be laying in bed around 1.30 in the morning and be like, oh, crap. And then get up and go into the other room, the office. Sure, and, sure, and like, oh, I needed to do, yeah, file Bill Smith's. Uh, Absolutely. And yeah, she'll be yeah. in there till 5 a.m. Yeah. Like, whereas me, I can literally like, do you need me? Do you need anything? Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't even make it upstairs yet. <laughs> Just zonked out. I'm jealous of people like that, man. I'm probably not as bad as your wife, but uh, I, I, I can't. I can't turn those lights off uh, on a whim like that. There are people, though, man, seriously, like you just, by the time you can say count sheep, they're already fucking well off into their REM cycle. It's well, uh, And it's a military thing. Yeah. Right? Like you train yourself like, wait, there's sleep when you can, not when you have to. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and the same thing, eat and drink when you can, not when you have to. So we can do it within ten, two minutes. You can just, and it's, you just lay there or you stand, whatever yeah. position you're in to, to sleep, but start at your toes and like, okay, my toes are relaxed. My feet are relaxed. My ankles are relaxed. My shins are relaxed. My, yeah. And you're, you're gone. Just work your way up your body while you're breathing. It's, it's interesting because that's a form of yoga nidra uh, and, and is also a form of non sleep deep rest. Uh, so that's, that's kind of cool that that's sort of came from the military for you. But, uh, uh, with, with decompression, just to set, I guess, maybe a little bit of a stage here, we're going to use the term decompression to basically define 
those moments there you cannot go through life without a stressor of some kind you know whether it's work um health your partner spouse whatever it is uh they research recently surfaced that financial stress is the worst kind of stress to have yeah which I, honestly that's a little bit weird to me and i, w- I would like to dive into that study a little bit more because don't get me wrong financial stress is terrible uh, but you know, I don't know. Like you're going. I mean, divorce. That's not. Uh, I think that would be the worst. Yeah, to me that seems worse. I don't know. I, I'd like to see the criteria that they used. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but you, but at, at some point, stressors, anxiety. These are. It's not sustainable. And at some point, you need to just be able to, as Jack said, just sort of turn off, let things go, and and decompress. Basically, just find something, a hobby, whatever it is, to help you. Get away from all of that shit going on in your life, and and just let it flow out. So, uh, so that's what we're going to use for the you know for to, to sort of define decompression. So, I guess I would have to ask is why does it have to be a tiered system? Yeah, well, that that's actually a good point too. Because right? scientists like, love that shit, right? They just they want to find a yeah. But I got you. But they're just like, are you, hey, Chris, are you gonna you doing okay today? Well. Um, my fucking mountain bike is broken, so that's stress right there because I can't go right with the guys. Yeah, and I'm just like, well, we have financial stress going on, so um, we trump yours. So yeah, get true. yours and let's focus on this. Okay, that's what it is, right? It's always uh, how can how can I outdo? That's, that's, that's probably how the study started, right? That's that's human beings yeah. having to put everything in a ranking yeah, file system. Exactly. You know? Yeah. How about I was, you just, I have stress. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Somebody was here the other day. Uh, you, you know, one of the guys that works here. And uh, I, don't, I don't remember what happened exactly, but he, um, you know, he was telling me something that kind of like made him sad. So that I, you know, retorted back with like, oh, that like sort of makes me sad for you. And then he goes, don't, don't steal this from me. Don't trump, <laughs> don't trump my, don't trump my sad moment by trying to act like you're sad yourself. And, uh, anyway, yeah. but it's a thing. People, people do that. I'm E.T. in the basket right now <laughs> yeah, with, yeah. The, with the blanket wrapped around me. <laughs> so he, he looks so cozy. And then he's so content. He's so content. Um, so, uh, Jack, what, what are forms, so you said exercise is one thing that you do to, to decompress, but what are other things, uh, that you do to, to decompress? I guess breathing is one of the things you started. Breathing is huge. Like I, uh, I'm working with a specialist now and understanding the breathing and where it starts. Like, and you know, Asha really got into this, like the end of season one. Yeah. With the, with the three brains of your body. You have your gut, you have your heart, and you have your brain. And you have to think of it in that order. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, and, you know, and once a week I'm in the pool swimming and stuff. And I will tell you, like, my endurance, my cardio, feeling it. And it used to be, well, just, you know, someone's like, well, you know, take it in a deep breath. So you just open up your chest and you breathe, right? And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, push your stomach out and get a breath. Even that's still not doing it. So you, when you breathe in, you want to push out on your stomach and then let that chest open up. And when you do that and consciously, the stomach starts it and then you open your chest. Yeah. I, I went from like 25 meters underwater, single breath hold to almost 50, what, like just popped right up. What he's referring to is diaphragmatic breathing and uh, basically like, yeah, that's... Um that, that's how, I mean, that's like how you really should be breathing throughout your, your life. It does. It allows more air, better efficiency of your lungs. Um, and, and certainly while you meditate is also, it sort of helps massage your ner- the nerves too. So yeah, that's, that is a good thing. But, but I, 
I want to say, you know, that I think I've come across, and I know you certainly have come across, I come across people that say, my work is actually therapeutic for me, and it gives me an opportunity to relax. And I, and I struggle with that one, because I'm like, how can work yeah. kind of help you decompress and like i think the thought of helping others or like my wife would say it as an accountant right like you know i'm helping them out of this situation that that, that would assume and unfortunately this is not for everybody but that would assume that a your, your job is your hobby yeah. and b that you have found purpose in your life of Correct. which most people have not I, I would i would say like probably most people so so yeah if you are the kind of person that finds um uh, relaxation in your work I mean, more power to you, right? That's unfortunately not the norm, but I mean, the, but that's something that would everybody should want to attain, right? Like if you yeah. ask, if you asked Einstein or Steve Jobs or the, you know, these kinds of A players, like they'd probably say that same thing. Yeah, I love going to the office and I love, you know, creating, I love designing, I love, uh, you know, do, doing engineering and mathematics. The, you know, a NASA employee probably loves their job, yeah. right? Because they're doing what they love, a passion for engineering. Um but that let that be a lesson to everybody that you should find your purpose and also find a job you like. Now, yes, I know that's easier said than done, but you know, fi- yeah, find something that you feel good in. Um, but, but that in itself has stress, right? Because you're excited about this puzzle that you're trying to figure out, whether mm-hmm. it's someone's taxes or space time continuum, I, I don't sure. know, whatever yeah. it is, right? Uh, just don't tear a hole in it. Um, <laughs> but it, you're you're inducing stress into yourself by trying because like. We, we've all been this way. If, if you're doing something, whether you're mowing the yard or working on a project or whatever, and it's taking a little bit longer, yeah. right? What you should do is is stop, walk away, get some water, pause, don't eat lunch, right? But you'll have those, and we've all been guilty of it, where next thing you know, it's like eight hours later. <coughs> the only thing you've had that day was breakfast, and now it's like 5 p.m. in the afternoon. You're like, well, crap. Now I... I, I might have a headache. I'm lethargic. My body's out of sorts. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of goes to it's still stress and long term stress. And we talked about this in season one in the beginning will manifest into physical ailments. Yeah. It, it is scientifically proven. It, it is, yeah. Uh, you know, it, we're talking everything from high blood pressure, heart health. Um, the gamut of mental health issues and anxiety, depression. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, digestive issues is yeah, huge. Absolutely. Yeah. And digestive issues uncontrolled will fester worse in your body yeah. than like, and quicker than high blood pressure and cholesterol and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they can. There can be a, a, a nasty cascade effect there. Uh, ultimately, uh, just sort, sort of summarize that long, or, I'm sorry, short-term stress, we have actually found some positive uh, things with short-term stress. That's why things like cold exposure, uh, exercise, um, these kinds of things. That's why that's why these are effective means for for helping the body. Because a little bit of stress helps kind of kick the good things, the 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 endorphins and stuff in the body. As soon as that stress becomes mid to long term and also becomes catastrophic, 
um, nagging, et cetera, and so forth, then this is when it really becomes a bad thing. Uh, so you have, um, so in your case, you've got breathing, you've got exercises or anything else that you have to decompress, such as like, let's say a video game or um, you know, television. So I mean, something. Well, for me, it's the outdoors and I use essential oils. I don't okay. take any type of SSRI or anything like that. Well, that, that, that would, let's, that would be specifically for anxiety because I, I, I wouldn't say that an SSRI helps anybody decompress. Okay, well, I don't take any medication for my mental health. Yeah, sure, sure, but but um, but I mean, just like um, I, okay, so I think what Jack is more or less saying is that like he, he his hobbies outdoors, exercising, um, and these are the things that help him feel more in tune with himself, um, and that is to say that TV. Um, can be a way for people to decompress. Maybe you have a long day at work and you just want to come home and watch maybe an hour of TV. Look, an hour of TV is fine. As soon as you start doing two, three, four hours of binging, then it's a problem. And yeah. I'm sorry, but it just you shouldn't do that much. That much. Same thing with a video game. There's absolutely nothing wrong with video games. In fact, video games are very good for your your health. They help with uh, your 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 mental health. They help with uh, you know logic and reasoning. There's a little bit of a brain booster there. They can be fun, good stories. Uh, so even video games, you know, but again, make, you know, do it for, you know, an hour, uh, you know, or two maybe, but not much more than that. Then you're just, unfortunately, then it's, then it's uh, too much dopamine. And I don't, I don't want to call myself a nerd, but I will because the new Mortal Kombat came out and we got that for Christmas. So I've been playing the new Mortal Kombat. It's pretty sweet, dude. It is. Kind I want to cool. play Mortal Kombat. It's kind of a cool game. Um, so, uh, so yeah, nothing wrong with video games or stuff either. You know, your, your decompression does not necessarily have to be exercise, uh, you know, cold exposure, all these kind of very extreme things. Um, but the uh, things like exercise, breathing, um, uh, um, let's see here, doing sauna, uh, hot tub. Uh, these are all fantastic ways to to decompress and also very healthy. And what about you? What do you? Um, I, I find good decompression in ex- exercise is always like, um, you know, we, we've already talked about, you know, earlier that in, in earlier episodes that uh, exercise has the same, if not even more efficacy than an SSRI in terms of how, how it helps anxiety and depression. Um, and there, by the way, there, there is a slight footnote to that. Then I'll get to that in, in a moment. But um, I also... I really do like the cold tubs, and I really do enjoy sauna. Funny enough, I don't find the same decompression in a hot tub, because we have both. Uh, I like our hot tub. It's okay. Um, but it, something about being in the hot air makes me just feel a little more relaxed than it does the hot water. I, so for me, it, it, it's it's the fact that it's just water alone. Like, yeah. water is my briar patch. Um, I like the... I, I like... Hot tub, if you're going to get into a hot tub, hot tub is just one element of what's happening. Yeah. There's usually a good drink or good friends or your wife or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's true. And that's yeah. the relaxing situation. So I can imagine if you hot tubbed by yourself sober, <laughs> that would probably not do much for as, you. As much, yeah, sure. Okay, I'll, I'll actually grant you that. A hot tub is a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun as a social thing. I don't know why, though. A jacuzzi, you, I'm sorry, a, a, a sauna, I can go in by myself and, and I very much enjoy it by myself. I just go into the hot, you know, sauna and sometimes I'll do nothing or sometimes I'll meditate. Sometimes I'll play on my phone, but I just act. It's, it can be a solo activity. A hot tub is definitely more, it feels better socially. I see. Now I don't do sauna recreationally. Mm -hmm. Like I will do sauna with a purpose. Like I'm feeling like ass. I'm going to go sit in the sauna, throw some eucalyptus leaves on and Mm -hmm. just kind of like, all right, let me just get my world recentered. I will say the sauna I was hammered drunk in Germany, and the hotel had an amazing sauna. And I, I rotated between the sauna 
and doing laps in the cold pool like four times. Yeah. And within two hours, like I was sober. That that so that is very healthy to do. Um, but as a disclaimer for everybody, do not get drunk and go into a pool or a sauna. Yeah, neither, I should have mentioned that in the beginning. <laughs> those are not good for your average person. Now, Jack, because he's barely a human being, it's fine. But uh, <laughs> but but don't do it if you're if you have any sort of yet another DNA. disclaimer we forgot to add. <clears throat> yeah, in the intro. So. Um, so yeah, uh, and, and honestly, uh, yeah, I think even the occasional video game, I don't, I don't play games a whole lot, but I do enjoy it when I, when I do, um, I miss like a good long ride on the motorcycle. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, oh, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you own a motorcycle and certainly if you're doing it with friends too, you know, if you got oh, yeah, like a buddy yeah, or something, a motorcycle you can do on your own and it can be therapeutic too, but, it can. but it's, it's nicer. I think as a group, you know, you all are kind of, you know, driving around, maybe have a good lunch, you know, kind of shooting the shit. Um, uh, it's, it's a good it's, it's freeing. I, I like riding with a partner, even if it's just one other person, because I think there's safety, especially on a motorcycle, in numbers. Like, yeah. it, I think people see two motorcyclists better than they just see one. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. You do sort of dominate the road a little better with, with, a, with a partner. Um, with, with that in mind, social activity is a fantastic way to decompress. Now, introverts might have an argument on that one, but yeah. sorry, but facts are facts. And humans need social interaction. Right. Introverts certainly need to understand. I love the fact that you just agreed with me that communal living. I do. Is where the is where we should be as human beings. I do. I do actually agree with Jack on that. As much as it pains me to say, uh, introverts. In a biblical sense. That that I don't agree with. <laughs> uh, now now introverts need to find a way that they can cope with social activities. Because not everybody wants to, you know, run into the party and be the center of attention, um, and and that's okay. You don't have to do that. But to 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 just be a hermit and shell yourself away from society, from people, that it's not good for you. It's not good for your mental health, uh, and it's not a way to decompress either. Yes, sometimes just going home, putting on music, getting in a nice hot bath or something like that by yourself and shutting out the world. That's an excellent way to decompress but you don't want to do that long-term. Um, the footnote, by the way, I wanted to make on the exercise yeah. stuff. There is a big difference between having a nice, let's call it 30 to hour long cardio session, maybe going in for some weight and strength training versus running a marathon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, one is good for your body. The other one is not. Correct. <laughs> now, uh, that is not to say that if you are a marathon runner training for it whatever you should absolutely do that it's a fantastic goal it's also it speaks to your athletic capabilities um but the bottom line is is one stresses the body and the other one is good for the body so you're exercising um you don't want to go to the gym every single day and crush it at a red line max 10 uh you know i'm, I'm hitting my you know gains you know like no sometimes the body just needs to rest and of course the more you exercise the more sleep you need the better nutrition etc and so forth so exercising is a necessity uh but don't abuse it either bottom line yeah so. absolutely and the biggest thing that i've seen is is two things one you get people that are out of shape <clears throat> excuse me and they do that thing where okay my new year's resolution I'm yeah. like, oh, just stop because i I don't like New Year's resolutions because they don't last past two weeks. Like it, there's literally a thing called National Quit Day on January 14th. Sure, <laughs> it's done. Like yeah. you just there goes that gym membership. But people 
they do it wrong. They're like, okay, I'm going to get in shape. There was a dude I was talking to. He was 20, late 20s, uh, probably about 5'10", 5'11", weighed like 360. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, you all right? And he goes, yeah, I was doing some uh, sprint work on the treadmill this morning. Mm-hmm. W- why? Yeah. Why are you even running? I'm like, can you walk a mile in less than 17 minutes? And he said, uh, probably not. Then why are you sprinting? Like your knees, your ligaments, your joints, nothing is prepared to accept your 360 pound body sure. sprinting on a this treadmill. Is not, this is not jack fat shaming, by the way. It's this, not. No, but yeah. I mean, it, and let's be smart about this. And that's why you have this national quit day because people have unrealistic expectations. Sure. And yeah. I would, and I would tell, you know, and what, but it's made worse by YouTube. Right or by you know those other social media, social media crap, stuff, TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Like you got some guy that's like a power lifter that's been powerlifting for several years, and he's a paid influencer or whatever the crap they call him. And when he sits there and says, "Well, you know, sometimes you know it's a good workout because you know I'll spend a good three hours on chest alone." Who the fuck has three hours? Yeah, yeah the, the Rock <laughs> at the gym just to do chest like. First of all, you shouldn't, and, and though he says that, people are like, oh, well, I, <clears throat> people try to mimic that. So what they do is they literally lift weights for three hours just on chest exercises. But that's not what he actually does. For sure. What he'll do is he'll do a set. He'll let his body, his muscles completely relax. Then he'll do a stretching exercise. And then he'll go into like another set mm-hmm. and then do things like that. And it's mostly like fixing the camera angle bullshitting with people you know what i mean so it's like a just slow down people pump sure. the brakes yeah yeah that, that, it's it's uh it's sage advice you know let, let's let's not go to extremes and on, on pretty much anything um so the science of decompression jack if you don't mind i'll just maybe take a quick um uh, kind of breeze through that because i feel like we can we've already touched on it a little bit and i feel like we can um i, I feel like we can sort of just knock out some of these bullet points Decompression. Well, be- well, before we do, yeah, let's take a quick break before we dive into that real quick. All right, that's going to be like a long thing. And and Jack and the Lord has spoken. All right, and we are back after Jack had a very lengthy pee. So <laughs> so we are uh, uh, talking about the science of decompression uh, again. We sort of already di- dove into the dove into it a little bit, so I'm going to kind of blast through this. Uh, but the bottom line is that decompression is important because it helps avoid, um, it, it's, let's just call it relaxing, it helps avoid uh, worse mental health symptoms later down the road if you can just sort of clean the pipes every so often um, and just prevent them from getting gummed up. Uh, as we all know, uh, emotional symptoms of stress, uh, things like becoming easily agitated, frustrated, moody, having emotional swings, not being able to control your emotions feeling overwhelmed, feeling apathy, having a hard time quieting your mind, feeling bad about yourself, lonely, worthless, low self-esteem, avoiding others. These are the emotional symptoms of stress and anxiety, depression. Uh, Physical symptoms of stress also include low energy, headaches, upset stomach, basically any kind of GI microbiome issues, aches, pains, chronic pain. That's the biggest one, in fact. Uh, Stress, anxiety, are huge, 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 uh, are huge uh, instigators of chronic pain. You will notice, and I have personally had this experience, that your chronic pain will be much worse when you are in a state of stress and anxiety. 
insomnia, bad dreams, frequently getting sick, loss of sexual libido, let's just call it libido, uh, nervousness, shaking, tremors, uh, muscle spasms, ringing in the ears, dry mouth, you get the idea. And TM, uh, TMJ, I think it is, basically um, just aches and pains in the jaw from clenching your jaw. These are the, the, the uh, a lot of, well, basically a very shallow list of physical symptoms. Right. And then cognitive symptoms include things like racing thoughts, constant worrying, forgetfulness, um, poor judgment, poor focus, poor memory, poor working memory, just overall being pessimistic and uh, negative. And uh, so again, we, we know that these are all the things that stress can cause. The, this is why decompressing is important. Think of your, th think when you wake up in the day, you have basically like a jug of water. That is your, that is your mental resilience, your emotional resilience, your mental and emotional control. And sure, some people's jug is bigger, right? But as you go through your day, um, just a little bit of that water gets shaken out each time. Every time you have to make a decision, every time something pisses you off, whether it's somebody going slow in traffic or your coffee maker not working or somebody burning your breakfast or your lunch, every single time something happens in your day, just a little bit more water water gets you know uh, shaken out of it. And eventually at the end of the day, you are left with an empty tank. Uh, so the or empty jug. So the importance the importance of decompressing is that it helps add just a little bit of water back to that jug, or at the very least, prevents more from getting shook out. Frankly, everybody should have some form of daily decompressing, whether or not that is meditation, a nice exercise routine, good. Uh, non-sleep deep rest, yoga nidra, um, again, with stuff that we've discussed earlier in the podcast, you should you should make it a habit of having some form of decompression every single day in your life. It is it is absolutely super important to just make sure that every day, that, that eventually you don't hit that breaking point, like I did, you know, where one day you wake up and all of a sudden the world is collapsing in and itself because you just... There was nothing left in the tank, and there was nothing filling it up anymore. So catch it before catch it before it becomes a problem. Yeah. Uh, is there a way of controlling or getting rid of of I guess like you know anxiety me, me, stressors or or mental health issues? The let, let's just call it stressors. I would like to think the, the answer. The bottom line is the answer is no. Right. Yeah, you. Yeah. you no. Nobody's life is perfect. Jeff Bezos doesn't wake up every day and says like, "Oh, there's a bluebird that just landed on my windowsill," and um, you know, I just you know, like every everybody has problems in life. Now, yes, some people's are worse than others, and for that matter, the way that people handle them is is also different. Everything is a matter of perspective, um, and everybody's journey and story is different. Uh, so no, you are never going to have, you may have a perfect day every so often, but ultimately it is very rare for everybody to just wake up every day and it's a perfect day, seven days a week, 24 hours uh, a day, you know. And, and I love that thing that you just said, like uh, perspective, right? <clears throat> and everybody would say that like, you know, like Jeff Bezos, let's do that. Um, like, well, it must be nice to be him because he doesn't have a care in the world. Well, I don't know. I, I would argue that because maybe on his new yacht that he has, yeah. it needs, you know, 
like 3,600 gallons of fuel, but the fuel pump only has 1,200, which means he can't get back to Miami sure, or sure. wherever he's trying to go. <laughs> so it's now he has to logistically figure out how to get another 2,000 gallons of fuel to get. So yeah, that's, that's his bad day. Yeah, it's that's a, his bad day. Yeah, which he probably jumps on his helicopter and flies away and looks at him and goes, "Figure it out." But yeah. yeah. <laughs> But the point of the matter is, is like we all have our own stressors, but we're always trying to compare it with the Joneses, right? Yeah, um, and that's not a, that's not a healthy or a good thing. Like if you constantly compare your yourself, your situation, your story to somebody else, that's going to make your mental health worse. That's been proven with social media. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the problem is, is that you see, I, I see what Jack is doing and Jack is waking up every single day and doing his workout routine and, um, you know, he's getting a new job and new house and new car. And all of a sudden now I feel like shit because it's like, well, why is all this good stuff happening to Jack? When in reality, Jack has to wake up every day and live with the fact that he's Jack. And that has got to be one of the well, worst feelings in the world. Or the fact that Jack's able to do those things because he doesn't live in a certain neighborhood <laughs> and can afford to do those things, right? Like if you're complaining, like, you know, Jack got a brand new car. Well, Jack, you know, has a house that's worth this much and you have a house that's worth that much. You're driving a Prius and you can't run the AC in the house. Compare, comparing your, your, uh, yourself and your story to other people, it's, uh, it's just not a good thing. There's never The bottom line is you can be a millionaire, you can be a billionaire, uh, you can have every possession you want in the world. Eventually, the shiny wears off. The fact is, is that everybody has, uh, has um, triumph. What's the, what's, the, what's the religious point? Uh, the triumphs and tribulations or whatever, right? Well, even the kid who went off into the wild, right? Like he burned his credit cards. And he oh, was just yeah. Like, um, oh, Chris McCandless. Uh, exactly. Yeah. When he ate the wrong berries and he's like, shit, I could use a hospital right now. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> That okay, became a concern. Really that was a stressor. Oh, shit. And I feel bad. And no offense to him. It's an amazing story. Yeah. Read he's from, it. He's from the area, by the way. He's from I know like, he's from like... Yeah, hey, no, from like Newport News. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um... So, uh, but no, but it's, it's, it's true. Um, so, you know, bottom line is you do want to catch this stuff before it becomes a really, really big problem. And that's why mental resilience is a very important thing. And frankly, a topic in and of itself, but mental re- de- decompression will help with your mental resilience. And as these everyday stressors and issues happen, and, and they will, because again, the question being, is there a way of controlling or getting rid of these stressors? Bottom line is there you, there are just certain things in life you don't have control of. So you build mental resilience, you decompress, you try to keep, you, you just try to make sure that your jug of energy is is intact. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll see what we got. And, uh, well, actually, you know, Pretty much that, my man. Uh, any anything else you want to add before we go to table talk? So I think what we did is we we brought up a whole bunch of like decom- decompressing is it has extreme value, and I think that we don't put forth the effort to truly try to decompress. I think what we do is in society we're just like. I'm stressed out, I'm stressed out. And you just get on that hamster wheel of stressing. Yeah. And then someone says like, hey, you need to take a minute to decompress. And it's like, yeah, when I get a minute, right? Yeah. Like, But you have to inject that minute or that moment or that exercise or that, you know what? I'm just going to go, I'm going to walk away from my computer. I'm going to go in the other room. I'm going to get something to eat and something to drink. 
Jack, Jack is one hundred percent right. Um, I'm, I'm at, like that's why people fail on these like New Year re- New Year's resolutions. Like I'm going to drink more water, right? B- because yeah. what happens is is they don't people don't do these things with priority or with intention because it's easy to like be like, well, I well I have to work. I, I can't just get up and stretch. I can't you know do my sixty four ounces of water. I just don't have the time. Like you need to prioritize this decompression, this this your mental health. So the next time your boss is up your asshole because like, uh, well, I need you to get the Smith report, you know, out ASAP before lunch. You need to basically be like, sorry, dude. I mean, you know, everybody has their own way that they need to handle this. But the bottom line is you need to say, no, I need to take 10 minutes, go get a glass of water, have a cup of coffee, uh, just unwind, you know, for just even as little as just five to 10 minutes. And then you'll find that you're going to be more productive anyway. Bottom line. If you just take these little micro breaks, you know you uh, you will find that you will be more productive. And if you're working in a, in an, an environment that doesn't allow you to do that, you're probably in the wrong environment. That's true. Find a new one. And again, easier said than done. But correct, correct. Yeah, but but I mean, let's. There's <laughs> there's thousands of jobs out there. Yeah. Trust me, there is enough jobs out there. If you want to work, there is jobs for you. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, if if your boss is that. If your workplace is that abusive, it's time to start sending out the resumes, Um, which, uh, hey, that actually might be another stressor for some people, but (laughs) be that as it may. Right. All right. Uh, Jumping into table talk. Um, How do you think this uh, start of season two is going so far? I I like it. Um, I will say one thing. If you can't get out of that situation, there's nothing wrong with putting on headphones and like the Calm app or something like that. Like, Like water running in the background and some white noise while you're working yeah that'll that'll get your brain it'll take out the outside stressors it allow you to focus yeah so you you some practical examples of that is let's say you are a shelf a shelf boy or girl what's it called a shelf a stocker yeah right at a, shelf, at a yeah. store you know grocery store target whatever um then yeah i mean you know obviously you need to make sure that those airpods are on transparency mode so you can hear people and your boss talking but bottom line is yeah pop those in get a little bit of white noise going maybe a little bit of nice music i get the idea um if you are somebody that works a desk job at home in the office whatever take a few minutes to stand up walk around just stretch blink your eyes a few times maybe do a couple of of uh physiological size um, you know, and, and just, um, again, unwind there. Let's say you work at a, uh, well, if you're a lifeguard, you, you, you get a break, I guess, whatever hour anyway, right? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, if you work at home and you're typically typing and all that kind of stuff, use a stand-up desk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Put should, some yeah, boxes yeah. And, and stand up. Like that's, or sit on a yoga ball. Take your chair and put down a yoga ball and sit on that. And you can kind of like rock with it and it'll it'll engage your core because it doesn't have a back to it and it has all different types of things. So there's little things that you can do. There, there are. Um, if you if you are if you're in the medical field, that's one area that that honestly that one gets a little bit dicey, like um, nursing staff and doctors run these absolutely like renegade nonstop, you know, ping in the RPMs, uh, you know, red line like shifts, basically. Yeah. They usually have like three of them in a row um they have high burnout they do have high burnout i am not advocating smoking but maybe take a, a quote-unquote smoke break but really just breathe <laughs> you know tell yeah. your boss yeah i'm going out for a cigarette but don't don't smoke uh 
that's going to compound. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> instead, instead, uh, you know, go outside and just look at a squirrel, you know, farting on a tree branch, and uh, I think that'll make you feel a little bit better. I don't even know where that went. Just um, then. Well, you know, there's squirrels outside. I'm looking outside the window. There's squirrels, and they look happy. Okay, so how do you feel? Uh, the first episode of season two. I felt like it was going just fine, and then you and then you uh, made me feel bad about the squirrels, and now I'm about to wrap this whole thing up again. <laughs> You're gonna take your football I'm, and go home. I'm gonna take my football and go home. <laughs> yeah, I, I now nobody can enjoy. Yeah, yeah. You're all done, people. Stay. And the only way is up. Was the only one on Spotify, and now it's gone. And, and now, and now it's yeah. Now, now, and our one subscriber, uh, <laughs> probably Jack's wife, is, uh, has she lost? She, we lost a sub. Um, anyway, so um, no, no, she I said your only your wife was not a subscriber. Yeah, well, <laughs> she, she she grew she grew tired of uh, my my bullshit long ago. <laughs> um, no, I think this was fun. This was nice getting back into the studio and uh, and doing this again. Um, and I think we did uh, also, you know, vetted out some practical stuff here too maybe oh, not absolutely absolutely maybe listeners can tell us uh if we did or not um anyway so um anything else you want to add before we uh we got a lot of great shows coming down the pike we do. um yeah we're just gonna have to obviously i'm a little busy during the week now mm-hmm. um so we're gonna figure out some times to do this and how it's gonna get done but i'm not gonna let that affect because the show must go the on. the show must go on i still want to have a pissing match with your old therapist Yes, we're going to have to do that. Uh, that's some scheduling. That's probably going to have to be like a Saturday morning. So we're going to have to figure that for, one out. For that, I might be able to sneak away for a Saturday. Yeah. All right. That was season two, uh, episode one of uh, de- Decompression. Yeah. Of The Only Ways Up. Uh, I am uh, your your uh, co-host, Chris G, with me in studio. Was uh, I, I'll let you have primary. And was, I'm the secondary because is that because you know we talked about this. Everybody has to have a tiered system. Exactly, so yeah. My, mine's go. mine's bigger. Uh, that was that, <laughs> that was that was Jack the Coasty uh, squawking in belt. the background. <laughs> God. <laughs> and uh, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we had a good time on this one, and we will be back with another episode really soon. Be blessed. Oh. Uh, no, uh, sir. Uh, 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 uh.